This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Sci-Fi Bartow 2019. It's coming at you Saturday, February 16th at 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. This year's theme is steampunk, but we've got all kinds of fandoms that are going to be represented. We've got the 501st for Star Wars. we got Doctor Who fans, Star Trek fans, Firefly fans, special guests, George Lowe, the voice of Space Ghost. And we also have Batman writer, creator of Bane, Mr. Chuck Dixon. And the king of the B-movie, Joel D. Winecoop. An amazing playwright, Gretchen Suarez-Pena will be there. And also you've got DJ Vlad. And you don't want to miss on Saturday, February 15th, is Bartow's Friday Fest, the official kickoff party of Sci-Fi Bartow. It starts at 6 and will go to 9 right in downtown Bartow. And the entertainment will be brought to you by DJ Vlad. And don't forget, Sci-Fi Bartow is totally free. So come out and see your boys at Sci-Fi Bartow. And don't forget to tell them that the... Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Don't forget that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Hello, internet. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's Deuce on the loose. You know the tag team champs. Man, we get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways, you know, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, so many systems, your Dreamcast and reminisce, so pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the Happy Hour Podcast with Johnny and Duke, yeah. Hello, internets, my name is Johnny Womack. And with me, as always, is my main man, Deuce. What's going on, man? Hey, man, we are the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. And every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with the good old Deuce salute. Yes, sir. <sighs> good times. Now, I got a serious question I have to ask. Yeah. Are they still making the Mike's Harder Lemonade with Deadpool on them? Or has that just been sitting here that long that it's still got the Deadpool 2 on Uh, I think this is it's just ones I had gotten from... A while back, but they're still good. They don't go bad. Oh no, the mics don't yeah. go bad. But yeah. I just was legitimately like, I still, are have, they like, still, I still have like five of these. Do you so, really? Yeah, <laughs> I just kind of like, for, you know, whenever I feel like the mood strikes, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll grab one. But. No, I just I was like, are they still promoting Deadpool two? Because that is a really good endorsement deal that's going on for like a year. I know, a good move by the way. We, yes. we finally got to see it. Uh, so Deuce, we have a big event coming up. Uh, we go to every year. Um, it's Sci-Fi Bartow. And this is what their fifth or their fifth or sixth, something um, like that. Sixth, sixth, cool. So it's their sixth uh, uh, time they're doing it. Uh, big shout out to Sean and Lori Sardinsky. They're good friends of ours. They've been on the show several times, and they're just awesome people to be with and hang out with and, and just chat with. And they they love fandoms. They love any type of fandom. This year. Uh, February 16th, um, starting at 11 a.m., I think. Yeah, 11 a.m. Yep, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Yeah, so they're gonna, we're celebrating the world of steampunk, mm-hmm. um, and that's very exciting. Uh, because who do we have with us today? Folks, introduce yourselves, please. Who do we have? Uh, well, you have the Heartland Steampunk Association that's located right here in Polk County you know, out of Lake Wales. And uh, my name is Ray Ballard, and I'm co-president along with my wife, Lynn Ballard. Hey, welcome. 
Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. This is going to be awesome. Oh, it is. The number one podcast in Polk County with the number one steampunk society in Polk County. That's a, that's a pretty right. good tag team Wonder right there. Twin, oh, yeah. Wonder Twins Unite. There you go. So there you go. Uh, we're we're super excited about Sci-Fi Barto. Uh, you you guys have been for, been going for a while too, right? Yeah, the only time we haven't been, uh, we weren't there the first year. Uh, we actually didn't really even know about it. I think the first year, uh, but we've been there the second, third, fourth, fifth, and now coming up on year number six. six. Uh, last year we got an opportunity to kind of show off some of our stuff. We did a panel on steampunk. On Parasaw Dueling, and mm-hmm. uh, just give a preview of this year what's going on. And now, Sean and Lori have given us an opportunity to come on back and really headline uh, and really get involved in Sci-Fi Barto so much more. Because again, the theme is steampunk. Now, I do want to throw this in just because Sean wanted us to. The theme is steampunk this year, but guys, if you're not a steampunk fan for whatever reason. All the other fandoms are going to be there too. You're going to have your Star Trek, Five Five First, First. There's a cl- the Klingon Club is oh, going to the be Klingons there. Oh, the Klingons have actually yep. thrown down a little challenge against the steampunk people. Oh, so. have they? Oh, okay, yeah, okay, because so. that's our next guest tonight. So, okay, <laughs> yep. that's good yep. to know. So this yep. is this is round one. If you want to cut yeah, a promo, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, gonna be ding fun. ding. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We've told them they've got to behave. They can't be pulling out too many of those big blades because our weapons are a little bit more powerful. Yeah. So. I think they call it the the batlift. I think that's what they call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, those are back to my next generation days. I remember that. Remember yeah. all about that stuff. Uh, so we always ask everyone. We we actually got to speak to Gretchen Suarez Pena. She's gonna have uh, a, a the musical there. Musical. Yeah. Melina steampunk musical. And she really looking forward we're, to seeing We're excited that. about that, too. So if you guys haven't checked out that episode, go check it out. Um, and we want we ask everyone, what is your definition of steampunk? What is it to you? Okay, so we keep on – we keep having people ask this all the time. In fact, we lead a panel, and we're going to be leading it coming up at Sci-Fi Bartow on the 16th of what is steampunk. So we always tell people steampunk is a science fiction based in the time of H.G. Wells or Jules Verne. So go back to some of those classic books like Journey to the Center of the Earth. Watch that 1950s, 1960s movie. See those people dressed up in their Victorian clothes. Um, you know, the it's, it's that kind of feel. It's a retro fiction. So we go back to the time of the Industrial Revolution, the late 1800s, just before 1900. We have all this cool industrial stuff that's happening, gears and steam. And we go, you know what? That's good enough. And that's where we take it from there. And then people still look at us like we have monkeys coming out of our ears. So <laughs> what's the next thing, Lynn, that we have to say? Did you watch what movie? Wild Wild West with, with Will, Will Smith. Oh, okay, that's yeah. a good, good Which way to... we hate to have to say that. But, you but know, that's not villain. a bad movie if you take it for what it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you just take it for fun. Yeah. And actually, that would be considered dust punk. Yeah, oh, so that's okay. one thing we'll, we'll okay. get into here in a little bit. We'll oh, actually man. tell you. Okay. There's levels to there, this. Yeah. There, are, there are branches out. Sure. Okay. Yeah, so we'll get into that in a little bit, too. We'll sure. tell you about what the different types are. Yeah. Sure, definitely. And I think and they that can maybe help tell us what, like, our favorite types are, like, movies and TV shows that we like that we think are kind of steampunk. Maybe what steampunk genre they actually fall into. Yeah, yeah. that'd be perfect. Yeah, because uh, I think Wild Wild West is a, uh, a movie – that most people have either seen or heard of, so I think that's a good movie to throw out there. I think it's a good idea to be like, hey, oh, check and this I, out. That, that villain, I love his wheelchair that he has, yeah. that little spidery yeah. type yeah. wheelchair. If we could actually make that thing, <laughs> yeah. I would have one. Oh, I'm sure. I'd be like yeah. all over the place with For it. For sure, so. yeah. Uh, so it's cool that we 
we all get to get together and talk about stuff and geek out because that's what Deuce and I do. We yeah. this is what our podcast is all about is about glorifying and lifting others up and shining the spotlight. Shining the spotlight. On the the things spotlight. People haven't seen before. Exactly. Our genres of fandoms of things that's in the geek culture world that you don't know a lot about. I'll be the first one to admit it. I am not the biggest steampunk guy. Not that I don't like it. I just don't know enough. And it's and it's kind of funny because um, as steampunkers, we're actually celebrating, and a lot of people don't know this, we're celebrating our 32nd birthday. Wow. wow. So steampunk has actually been around for 32 years. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. It's actually a spinoff. So there were all these authors writing books um, about a thing called cyberpunk. Right. Mm-hmm. So you guys probably know like Blade Runner, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Philip K. Heck, Dick, we the cyberpunk RPG back in the day. Yeah, yep. Shadowrun so, yeah, and all yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, big into those. So, yeah. so that was that was you know that was there. It was people looking forward in time. It was saying, hey, computers are taking over. Yeah. Um, people are starting to put computers in their body. And then there was a group of authors that actually looked at, what if we go back in time? Right. Instead of looking forward, let's look back. Okay. And let's just take science fiction from that point and start going forward. Okay. And so all of a sudden, here we come, steampunk. Right. And so steampunk got its first coined 32 years ago. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, and it started off as a literary genre. Okay. So it was actually just books. Huh. And then people just started to start living the lifestyle. Okay. Well, yeah, I think it's funny because my wife and I, we cosplay – you know, from from time to time, and we ended up doing a aerial. I'll have to send you guys a picture. Uh, an Ariel and Eric from Little Mermaid. We ended up doing you know a uh, steampunk version of that, and we had to do a lot of research. It wasn't just all right, get goggles and you're done. No, you had to like you know try to make it your own. But there's a lot of different things that kind of get into it. And like, what are like for some folks that want to get into cosplaying, what are some things you can uh, help them with? Like, what do you think? So, um, and I know Lynn will agree with this. This is the one cosplay that you can't get wrong. Mm, you okay. cannot get steampunk wrong. Um, you can mash it up with something else like you did with Disney right. characters. Uh, we actually are well known for our steam potter characters. Oh, nice. So we showed up at Universal at the Celebration of Potter five years ago, four years ago. Five as, years ago. Yes, as steam potter. So we were time traveling wizards and it blew them away. Yeah. Because we're not coming in as one of J.K. Rowling's characters and that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, Pottermore, Universal, right. they yeah. all came up to us and they're like, can you sign releases? Can we get your pictures? Can, oh, wow. Can we, That's awesome. Can yeah. we, can we get is, you? We make our own background story where, where we are still in the story, but we're in the background and we build off of her story. Oh, okay. So that's something that we tell people is when you're going to become a steampunk person, uh, the best thing is try to find a story. Right. Are you an archaeologist adventurer? Are you an airship captain? Are you just this guy that wanders the desert? You know, as a bounty right. hunter, what what's your story? Kind of reminds me of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Deuce and I used to yeah. play D and D back a in the lot. day, and, and I, a yeah. lot of different role playing yeah. games. But sure. yeah, but yeah, that's always kind of whenever we role played is where we'd start. Like, okay, this is a character I want, but I need the backstory to really flesh this thing out right. to make it a fully functional three dimensional character, not right. like. Oh, I'm just a savage barbarian that likes beating people. Well, why does he like beating people? Why right. did he get this? Yeah, play? sure, yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's one of the things we do tell people is really start to think about your character. Now, steampunk is really about building too. Mm-hmm. Yes. We are a lot of retro. We are a lot of um, just 
repurposing art. Uh, we'll travel around at thrift shops, yard sales, junk shops. We'll even stop on the side of the road if we see a pile of quote-unquote garbage on the side of the road. We'll stop and we'll kind of rummage through it. And if there's something cool. Something unique that you're yeah. like, I don't know what I'm going to use this for. But it's different. It's i got to have it. Right. Yeah. I know I can repurpose Like American pictures almost. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. We always look at repurposing. So sure. steampunkers always look at that. And we've been in um, some costume contests where we've helped judge. And we've had, you know, just steampunk is really really starting to grow and it has been growing over the last five six years uh with shows like steampunk yeah sure that game yep. show really really just set it off for everybody because it all of a sudden hit the everybody all of a sudden is, what's this oh my gosh yeah. i can do that right and so building is a big thing um our first costumes we quote unquote built them in three days yep. hit the hit the what was it harbor freight Bought some welding goggles because we couldn't get goggle goggles at the time. We we did what we joke about now. We slapped gears on everything yeah. and called it <laughs> steampunk. Hey, yeah. yeah, it works. Yeah, it worked for us. Yeah. And because it was still new, there wasn't a lot of people out there that could say, "Hey," but they didn't realize we didn't build a lot of stuff. We hit the thrift shop. We hit. That's a good. That's a good pro tip. Thrift oh, shops are good. Yeah, jackets mm -hmm. in the incredible amount of stuff you can find at the thrift stop, thrift shop, and cheap guys. Mm -hmm. We're talking, you know, things that people throw away like um, jackets with long tails. Mm -hmm. They were real popular in the '80s. Right. Every rock and roll star wanted. Right. Those. That's true. Well, we've got a buddy that he goes to those shops over in Orlando, and he buys these things for two dollars. He bought a beautiful um, leather jacket that he came in at one of the last Comic-Cons we were at as a, one of our different types of punk. And this thing was weather-worn, and it was just nice and Western-looking. And he got it for 2 bucks. <laughs> and yeah. again, because we're down here in Florida, you right. can pick up leather stuff. You can pick up oh, these dusters for sure for cheap. Yeah. Because people buy them maybe for that one trip they're going to take, and yep. then it sits in their closet, and they're like, you know what? We're going to get rid of this because we don't need all this mm -hmm. extra stuff because it doesn't get that cold around here. So. So should we tell them about some of the different types of punk? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. then I they can they can start to develop their character from there. But go ahead. I also want to just say, if you have an imagination, steampunk is the best place to let it loose. Mm -hmm. Because you can use anything, and you can change it into a wand, a gun. Uh, Your backpack. You my backpack. I mean, anything. It's so much fun. So people might already have stuff in their house they can use. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Old lamps that you're just like, hey, good idea. you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to get rid of this lamp. Mm -hmm. Why? That base is cool. It's got a nice twisty design. I'm just looking at your lamps yeah. here, and I'm like, oh, yeah. my gosh, these things, we could use them for, you know, like, like half wands a million different things, gun, yeah. that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. it's some old lamps that my, my dad had. I don't know where he got them, but, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he, uh, yeah it's, it's interesting because – when we were doing our research, uh, obviously we looked at, you know, um, the different colors. Can you have like that, uh, I don't know what color scheme, that, but the browns, you know, the dark. The earth tones. The, the earth tones, yeah. Yeah, and some people will go with the earth tone look. And mm -hmm. that's, and so, um, so the different types of punk. Sure, you have, yeah. You have Victorian punk. Okay. 
Victorian steampunk, which is more the regal look. Sure. So mm-hmm. you'll see the ladies in the beautiful corsets and the gowns. You see the guys in the long tail, the long tail coats. Oh, yeah. The, let me shake your hand, sir, for bringing that back. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of the corset, so I got to thank hey. you personally for <laughs> yeah, bringing that well, one on back for a brother. Yeah, until yeah, you I have to wear one. It. Well, exactly. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, you know, especially like my wife, she's fun to look at when she's in a corset. Everybody's fun Everyone. to look at when they're okay, corset. Yeah, that's true. Well, trust me, I'm looking for a man version a just to kind of tuck everything Wait in. Wait a minute. Well, <laughs> only when I'm in the corset? <laughs> now, Ouch. Now, it's funny that you say that because this last weekend we actually sold a male corset. Oh, did you? Yeah, they look oh, kind of cool. like they look okay. like a vest, and they usually have one strap that comes over one of the arms. Oh, okay. interesting. And okay. the guy that I was talking to about it, he's like a male corset, and I was like, "Yeah, try it on." And I had him try it on, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, it feels good on my back. It makes right. me stand up straight. Right. It takes all my weight because he had, you know, just yeah. a little bit of a beer belly." Yeah, and he goes, yeah. "Man, hey, we took, all do." Yeah. He goes, "Man, that took that off sure. my that weight on the front. Like and that. Gosh, yeah. it feels good." Yeah. And he's like, "I didn't know guys wore corsets," and I'm yeah. like, "We have male corsets, we have female corsets, but that really falls." So like the the Victorian punk, that's the brighter, beautiful colors, mm-hmm. like your crushed velvets. Um, okay. Your your reds, your oranges, your your really paisley type yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. And it's it's going with the crazy kind of striped pants with a paisley shirt. Oh, okay. And you can find those things. Those are yeah. '60s clothing. Yeah. You can find those in any thrift store. Sure. Uh, yeah. And just start putting those things together. Um, or raid your parents. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Especially if you have older parents, go sure. hit their stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, curtains. <laughs> We yeah, take that fabric. You were saying that curtains. earlier that you like using curtains for things because you can all get so much ma- use out of them. Look, all that extra material. If you go buy material, mm-hmm. at the oh, store, ooh, ooh, ouch! Yep. And you get two sure. curtains for like three bucks at a okay. thrift store, yeah. and it's got the stuff. Um, now another way you can go is you can go just the straight up steampunk, where you're like an airship captain. You're going to be like a explorer. Those you're going to go with more of your earth tones. You're going to go with the tans, the browns, mm-hmm. the blacks. Uh, you'll probably still have your vest, that kind of stuff. And people always ask, you know, hey, what's what's up with all the goggles? Why do you guys wear goggles? Well, we're messing around with steam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steam could burn you. Yeah. In fact, we have one friend that he's a scientist that had an experiment gone wrong, and he always shows up. He puts his goggles on first, takes black powder, throws it at his face, and then takes his goggles and puts them on his head so it looks like he had an explosion. Oh, that's something exploded. Idea. Yeah, that's and that's it's clever. Like so it's very funny. clever. Yeah. Because again, that's his character he thought of yeah um so once you go off the steampunk then you go into punk uh tell them about okay yeah let's what's that Uh, diesel punk is more military okay um where um big clunky clunky just um, huge armor think big massive guns massive Um, guns uh more of the um older military uniforms Mm -hmm. uh think of the pinup, uh, the bombshells. Bombshells. Sure. The girls yeah. will go with more of a bombshell haircut. Okay, yeah, that makes They'll sense. They'll have that look, the wigs and that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, yeah. My character I do that's diesel punk is called Argo, which stands for Automated Recon Guardian Officer. Okay. So my whole st- and again story. Right. So Lynn and I, every time we play cosplay, we are always a married couple, and okay. so we were military bounty hunters going after a guy who was blowing up our airships. Uh, where you guys think the War of the Worlds right. was actually a radio show, it was actually true. Hmm. And the government gotcha. went in, hypnotized or, or Orson Welles, and told him, tell everybody it was just a show. Yeah. And so he comes back, and he's like, oh, what a great show. Yeah. And so we confiscated all the Martian stuff, and we started using it. And so okay. there's this little battle going on between good and bad that you guys don't know about 
and between so, the Martians and the humans. Well, and the Martians pretty much have left. Now it's just good and bad. So you still oh, have the, you still but have they the, had the Martian tech. Yeah. So okay. some okay. there was right. good people, there was bad yeah. people, and so the one guy kept blowing up our airships. We went to stop him. He threw a munition, blew my arm off, blew my part of my face off, oh, my wow. chest off. Oh. So now I have all this big armor I wear. Right. To that she basically brought me to the scientists at the time. Because I could not live without him. He's <laughs> my heart and soul. Plus, I'm the communications officer, commanders, She's the Crimson commander. Airwave. Oh, okay. And I pretty much, I mean, I have my backpack, which totally built. Yeah. And you'd be surprised what it's built of. But it's a box. It's a and box. Some we wires. Use a, we use a lot of foam, too. Oh, like okay. EVA foam. Oh, yeah. yeah. So stuff you go down to, like, Harbor Freight, and you yeah. pick up those mats that you would put in your garage. Sure. Yeah. My whole armor is built out of that. Oh, okay. wow. But okay. it doesn't look like foam. Yeah. yeah. So if you come out to Sci-Fi Bartow um, coming up on February 16th, mm -hmm. you'll be able to actually see us dressed up. And we're going to change costumes a couple times during the day. Oh, okay. okay. So we're going to start off in one, switch to another, switch to another. So you'll be able to see different types and you will see a lot of different. That's the thing. You'll see so many different steampunkers. But the best part is, I have complete control yeah. over him. I get to tell him I'm what he can do. <laughs> she has an override switch, so. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So you thought of everything, I see. Yeah. yeah. You know it. I finally got the man I dreamed of. No. Now, the last one, because a lot of this is supposed to take place over in, like, Britain. Right? Oh, a lot okay. of this stuff yeah. is a Britain feel to it. Sure. So the last one is an American feel, and that is Dust Punk. Okay. Yeah. And that's the Wild Wild West kind of feel. Okay. It's people walking around, instead of just the little six-gun revolver, they've got these huge guns right. that they pull up. Um, it's still wearing the long dusters. It's still right. wearing, but it's throwing in the goggles. It's throwing in all the different weapons and that kind of stuff. Uh, it's thinking about mechanics. Mm -hmm. There's also Gothic Punk. Well, and that's, yeah, that's a whole other spinoff that's really just started recently is Gothic Horror. It's becoming okay. very and popular. Yeah. really throwing in that Gothic Horror kind of feel to it because okay. vampires and werewolves and the vampire hunters right. Right, right. and all that, they You've show up the a lot, too. seen the comic books coming out. Right, yeah, true. Yeah, Van Helsing. Right. Yeah, I was just saying, that's a yeah. big one. Yeah. Yeah, the Hugh mm -hmm. Jackman movie. Yeah. But also the series. Sure. That's out mm -hmm. with the, the lady, the girl. Yeah. yeah. That's got that, that feel to it, too. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's so many different ways you. That's can a go. good movie to throw out to people. Like, hey, and I actually really like the movie. Um, but the way the way the world was set up and the the, the architecture and the, the clothing and all that, well, it that's did feel what that I way. I always think of, and I think of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen oh, is a great Captain one. Nemo? Yeah, Captain Nemo that was perfect. Whole sure. Nautilus yeah. and his yeah. car mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah. I would love to have that car. Any anime fans out there? Steam Boy. You've seen the movie Steam Boy. That has a lot of stuff in there as Howl's well. Howl's Moving Castle. Right. Mm -hmm. That's another one. Totally steampunk. Yep. Uh, Vampire Hunter D. Yep. Has yeah, that feel to it too if you're mm -hmm. into anime. Sure. So yeah. I mean, yeah, steampunk. Steam People punk, may have seen it, and not realized it. And that yeah. was yeah. Yeah, steampunk is really reaching out in yeah, so many areas. Branch out. Mm -hmm. um, so many areas. Music. I mean, right now the hottest probably steampunkish person out there is Lindsay Sterling. Yep. Yep, I know her. And her violin violinist, dying. yeah, she's a and violinist. And she plays yeah. with so many different people now, mm -hmm. but she started really in that steampunk kind of feel. Right. Um, Abney Park, they're like the grandfathers of steampunk music. So if you want to hear some really cool steampunk music that started out, and they're still around, they're still playing. Okay. Um, the steam-powered giraffe is out there. The Cog, is, Cog dead. is dead, which is <laughs> they were a local <laughs> band here yeah. for the longest time right out of Orlando. Uh, Johnny Sprocket and his group. In fact, they've gotten so big now that they're over in Nashville. Oh wow! Yeah, they're they're over That's there. Awesome. They put out like six albums. And wow! It's another. It's it's like I said. It's just steampunk is growing and growing and growing, and it's just awesome. 
Wow. That's uh, it, it, I like the way you throw out the movies, you throw out the music. It gives people stuff to research and look up and to kind of see what their favorite type of genre is. Yeah. Some, some people – I know a lot of people that are really into the vampire stuff. They would love that genre there. Oh, yeah. We've got it. some really cool – there's a, one guy that comes out. He's a, he's a steampunk vampire hunting priest. Wow. And so he's got, like, little contacts he puts in that makes his eyes kind of glow and that kind of stuff. And his stuff is all hid inside him. So when he actually opens up his jacket is when you see the depth of his character. Because all of a sudden, there's the silver spikes. There's the crosses. There's the holy water. Right. And he's got it all hidden. Right. You know, So when he's walking around, you're like, all I see is a silver cross on the front. And then he opens up his jacket, and you're like, oh, Dang. It reminds me of the the Castlevania games. A lot of the Castlevania right. games have some and of those. And the new Castlevania anime is really right. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. It's excellent. It's well, really even good. I mean, like games, uh, Assassin's Creed. Right. Yeah. Not this Absolutely. newest one, but the one before that. Right. Was pretty much all steampunk. Right. I think most of it has been steampunk. A lot of it has a yeah. A lot of it some of that flair to it. Has a little bit of uh, taste on every single one. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, the best part is, I mean, mashups with steampunk. Sure. Uh, Gaslight. Oh, the Gotham by the Gaslight. Gaslight. Right. That, you know, t- you want your Batman. superheroes? You want your villains? You want to keep them all together? Yeah. We can still steampunk it up. Yeah. yeah, take Batman, put him back in the Victorian age. For sure. And all of a sudden, we got a whole new storyline. Mm-hmm. And what we love doing is we love, because that story ended. Mm-hmm. So we love taking those characters and going even further with them and developing new stories and new background stories. And just having, steampunk is just about having fun. Right, mm-hmm. and that's what we always tell people too is, compared to a lot of cosplays, there's no cattiness that goes on in steampunk. Uh, we keep the we keep the drama down to a minimum. We really don't want that, and you know we want the steampunk love. Right. Yeah. And so the one thing that you're going to see is you know you're going to see a lot of people interacting. Right. And everybody's like everybody's friend. Like throughout the Central Florida group, there's not just us. Like the original group that right. started. Gosh, they started 12, 15 years ago. Was the Central Florida Steampunk Association, and they were out of where Orlando, Orlando. Sanford, okay. that kind of mm-hmm. area over there, Deland, all that. They leaned more to the pirate. And they had, yeah, they were pirates at first, and then okay. they really started bringing in the steampunk feel. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was some great guys. I mean, there's still great guys that are all involved in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's the what are they? The Chime Travelers Alliance of Florida, which is also out of that area. Sure. Well. That's a ways for us to drive. You know, Polk County, that's a two-hour drive over that area. Mm-hmm. If you're over in Tampa, that's three hours now you're talking. So we actually were part of that group, and we still are. I mean, everybody's part of each other's group. But we asked if, you know, hey, do you mind if we just spin off and start different areas of mm-hmm. Florida? And so we started the Heartland Steampunk Association, and there's also a Tampa-based steampunk society. And we all do stuff together. And we're always helping each other out. In fact, so... We don't step on each other's toes. We all have like different sections of Florida that we do. So this weekend, or the not this weekend, but the Sci-Fi Barto weekend, when you come out to see it, woot, woot. <laughs> you're yeah. going to see a mix-up of a bunch of steampunkers from all over. Right. And there awesome. are going to be yeah. people, guys. There's going to be people. We've been talking to them. There's people coming from all the way over to land area, so right. on the far eastern Jacksonville. side. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Wow. People coming down. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's there's people. This event keeps growing. Yeah. And, you know, people, there's still, the last Comic-Con we were at, we were promoting it, and it was amazing because there's people right there. We were in Lakeland, and there were people that had never heard about Sci-Fi Barto. 
and or they've been oh yeah it's you know that can't be and then we start telling them no it's huge mm-hmm. yeah this this thing was you know it started off you know a couple blocks when it's first year or whatever and it just kept right now we're up to sean and Lori have got this thing almost what 10 blocks long yeah that's incredible it's amazing you know yeah. how this thing has grown from their little baby into something big is huge but you you talked about something earlier and i yeah. want to circle back to it i think it is really cool because like you said you're gonna have people from the orlando steampunk organization from the tampa steampunk organization but you're all going to be under one banner because yeah. i like how you've kind of got it okay this is our section this is your section so when we're at this event we're going to carry the banner for this particular group but you all do it together i yeah. think that's amazing and I'm not going to lie to you. Some of you cosplay groups out of there might want to take a page out of their book and listen a little bit because that stops all the drama because you all work together. Yeah, and that's the thing is like when we're at – we get invited over to the Tampa Bay Megacon from the Tampa Bay Steampunk Society um, to be on their panels and to help out with some stuff and to bring our stuff over. And And we we promote them. We love them. Mm Yeah, and we love doing it, but we don't put up our banner. We let them put up their banner. Sure. Now, do we hand out our cards? Because yes, we do. Because yeah. we walk around and say, "Where are you from?" Mm-hmm. And if somebody says, "Oh, we're from Sarasota," or "We're from," we're like, "Oh, then this is the group you want to go talk to." Talk to. to. Mm-hmm. But if they're like, group. "Oh, I'm from Polk County," or "I'm from this way," you're like, "Hey, well, here's my card. Yeah. Our group may be a little closer to you. Here you go. Plus, you've got your own side project you were telling me about. Now, tell our fans about that." Okay, so um, if you want, also you can follow any of this on Facebook. So steam the Heartland Steampunk Association, and then professionally we are full steam ahead cosplay and production. Now what's really fun is we have our secret identity jobs. You know I'm actually a teacher. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I teach middle school. I teach digital media production. Nice. So I teach kids how to make movies and how to be good presenters and put together awesome presentations. That's really useful for cosplay. Yeah. Oh yeah, they <laughs> love it. And you want to tell me what you do? I am an office manager at, and yes, I'm going to say my company because it's amazing, Walsdorf Metalworks. Okay. And well, that's got to be really helpful, oh, too. Yeah, oh, that's definitely. Yeah. Yeah. They wow. actually helped me a little bit, on, and they even showed me how to use, I got to use the fun equipment they the have. The welder and all that oh. stuff. Yep. Uh, for part of my backpack. That's it actually awesome. has some real metal in it. Nice. That's cool. And, I mean. We are the best there, by the way. Okay. Yeah. So you guys get to incorporate stuff of your everyday lives as well. This right. is awesome. And it's yeah. really fun because, you know, when I told my students, I always start off the year bringing in some of my stuff and showing them some of the props and that kind of stuff. Um, and I'll bring in the stuff, and the kids will be, like, looking at it going, oh, my gosh, that's really cool. And then they'll go to, like, touch it, and they're like, that's really light. Mm-hmm. And I'll t- tell them about its foam yeah. and that kind of stuff. And they're like, wow that's really cool yeah and then what's really fun is seeing the kids because i'll tell them you know heartland steampunk association i'll tell them full steam ahead cosplay and production see them start googling that and all of a sudden they're like you're on the internet yeah you're famous yeah why are you here yeah (laughs) and i'm like because i like this i like teaching you guys right and i said i can still have fun during the weekends right i can still do all this and there's sometimes i gotta take off a friday you know to go do this kind of stuff and they're like and it's fun because I love, especially being here in Polk County and doing something so close to Lake Wales, mm-hmm. right over in Bartow, I get kids that show up over there, and they'll see me in costume, and they know not to call me Mr. Ballard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're like, 
you know, they'll know they know my character names. Yeah, and they'll awesome. come up and they'll yeah. call me by my character yeah, name, and they love it. Why the hell didn't we have teachers like this when we were? I know, right? I'm gonna Seriously. actually learn some shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> this has been the learning hour, anyways. I've learned a lot of hey, stuff. I'm actually right with too. you because yeah. I didn't have that cool of a teacher. No, either. no. But I, I got them now. Cool ones, but I mean, nothing to this level. But I think it's awesome that you can bring it into the education field and use it to teach kids, and also you can use it as a learning lesson for kids about how well all you guys work together, and there's not any bullying and it's not petty because that's the ten dollar word now oh, with kids is yeah. bullying so yeah. it really gives you kind of an end to kind of teach them about that too yeah oh, the best thing is with steampunk your costume's never wrong because mm-hmm. it's your costume it's yeah. your idea it's whatever you dream of so you it's know true. like like we have we have mm-hmm. three different three different main characters that we do a lot so like our first one is time traveling steampunk wizards we love Harry Potter. I was going to ask you about Harry Potter. Yeah, how we that... love Harry Potter and Harry, Harry Potter's Potter. got some steampunk oh, roots in it. Oh yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah. Think Big about time. that motorcycle. Yeah. yeah, with the jet engine and all that kind of stuff. It's sure. not magic. That's steampunk. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's yeah. a lot of stuff steampunk in that, and the clothing and all that kind of stuff. Sure. So we mash that up, yeah. and I actually have made wands. So oh wow, wands. we have steampunk yeah. wands. That's awesome. I, I bet that that's a cool little cross section of. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And they have hidden yeah. switches in them, all that kind of stuff. So when we cast wow. our spells, they no, actually no, light up. No, it's magic. Yeah. Don't let yeah. him tell you that. That's yeah. awesome, though. That's a cool little cross section of uh, the you know the fandoms there. I really oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, that's it. That's that's the thing about steampunk is you know our first time ever going out, which was six years ago. There was only one other person dressed up in steampunk, mm. and he was a steampunk Boba Fett. Oh well, that's, and I'm like, that's okay, cool. now you're gonna take Star yeah. Wars, and you're gonna, and yeah. now there's a bunch of them. Right. There's a uh, the R2 builders mm-hmm. uh, that are out all the yeah, time. Yeah, they sure. actually yeah. have a ones. steampunk. Um, it's not an R2 unit; it's the R4 unit. Right, right. It's he's steampunk. That's awesome. He's actually made out of wood and all that. And I'm like, that's cool. Okay, now that's just cool. Yeah. yeah. And so it is just that that fun of the building again. Right. We keep going back to this: the building, the building, and I guess the. The best example of that for steampunkers is uh, we were actually over at the Ren Fair, and it's they had a steampunk weekend. So right. we're there, and we had a there was a big costume contest, like 50, 60 people there. Oh wow! And so we got down to the top ten, and so our big thing is we go by audience applause. So the first group got up, and they're you know it's always hey where'd you make your stuff? How'd you do this? Where'd you yeah. find it? And people are like you know oh, yeah great yeah. oh. And this one group, this husband and wife team got up, and they're like, oh, we bought it off of Amazon. Yeah. Crickets. Not nothing. Not one applause. Nothing. They looked great. They like looked everybody. awesome. And, a lot, you know, that's it, and we even told the people, that's a great way to start. Right. But don't stop there. Yeah. Yeah. Come out to, like, we, so one of the things we do, we're, we're a not-for-profit not group. Right. Non-profit. Well, we haven't got our nonprofit status yet, so we can say not for profit. Okay. So what we do is we offer free building events. Oh wow! So people who want to know more about what steampunk is, right. like we're really planning on having one the the weekend before Sci-Fi Bartow. Okay. Uh, because we want people to come on out, and maybe it's those last little touches. Yeah. Now I have all my tools, I have all the gears, we right. have all the stuff that people can go through. I have a donation bucket. If you got money, great. If you don't, I don't, don't care. Don't worry about it. Yeah. My two things, my two questions I ask people are, did you have fun? Right. And did you learn something? Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. And if you can answer yes to both those, hey, take the stuff. Go. Yeah. See ya. 
And that's got to be a great place for like, hey, I found this really weird item at a yard sale or thrift store. I don't know what to do with it. This mm -hmm. is my idea. How do I make this come from my the picture of my brain to reality? Mm -hmm. And that's know? the thing. We'll have swap like swap times with yeah. each other where it's like, um, you know, you have this really cool fabric I seen at your place. Yeah. And I've got this like metal stuff. I don't know what to do with it. Maybe we can swap and do like a swap yeah. meet kind That's of cool. And we'll do it. We'll just be like, here, you take it, here, you take it. And we'll just swap stuff all the time. Because like we say, if you see something that's cool, grab it. You never know when you're going to use it. True. Yeah. I Also, I think it's good for your teaching. You're, you're like, did you have fun? Did you learn something? I think at the end of the day, that's what you want to accomplish as a teacher. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and, you know, and obviously you're teaching class, but you're also teaching people that are listening, people going to events, you're teaching them the ways that you, your experiences and they're being able to apply it, which yeah. is really neat. Cause oh, most definitely. You learn by, I mean, a lot of it's anecdotal. Like, you go and you meet people and you hear their stories, you hear where they're from, and you hear what, you know, things they like, and then it's a cool little uh, mixture of people, and I, I think that's the funnest thing is meeting new people. And making learning, new friends. Making new friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, that's one thing, too. Like, our group, What's how old is our youngest member right now? Two years old. Oh wow. oh, wow. And our okay. oldest member is? 94? Yeah, wow. right around 90, there. 94 wow. years old. So, That's again, awesome. steampunk isn't just for, like, yeah. the young or the middle age. It's for everybody. And we have people that come out, you know, the families. We have whole families at steampunk. Mm -hmm. And they just have a great time doing it because it's something that maybe dad can bond with a son. Right. Uh, we have a – we, yeah, we actually just – we just – at the – comic-con we just had a father-daughter team show up and they are steampunk ghostbusters oh, nice that so sounds they, awesome yeah they have yeah. a proton pack cool. and they yeah. have a slime slinger oh wow wow and it was amazing i'm like yeah so big shout out to finn hey finn if you're listening that's awesome so yeah it was his first time ever coming out right really coming out with a group and it was one of those times that all of a sudden he came out and was like Okay, this is really me. You guys yeah. are cool. His daughter was, you know, we invited them to be in our panel. Right. Uh, because the stuff they built was incredible. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just, it's, again, that building, having fun with it. That's something that we always love going back to. Now, I know at last year's Sci-Fi Bartow, you had a couple panels kind of revving people up for this yeah. year. But this year, and, and we don't have the schedules yet, unfortunately, I'm sure you guys are going to have multiple panels about steampunk throughout the day. So there's going to be a whole steampunk alley. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. So a whole yeah. section is going to be, when you start going down one of the side streets, it's going to be nothing but steampunkers. Okay. And we're supposed to be located down by the tea and ice cream shop. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, In yeah. fact, that. I, I'm not sure what the name of the shop is. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'd love to plug them because they're actually going to be providing one of the things we need for one of our duels. Okay. So, Steampunkers, we actually play games. Okay. Okay. Um, and so, one of the things you're going to learn how to do, do is dueling. And so, there's Parasaw dueling and tea dueling. Oh, and wow. these are to take care of disagreements. Yeah. Okay. The honorable way. Okay. The honorable yeah. way. So, sure. it's, it's fun. So, we're going to be doing that. There's a panel on what is steampunk. So kind of what we're talking about now, but right. really going deep into it. And mm -hmm. we also talk about like where to find that costume stuff. Uh, we talk about how to develop your character. We bring a lot of stuff out with us. Um, there's going to be actually, now this is something you got to get out to see it, but it's right. teapot racing. 
teapot racing. Yeah, now I heard about this, but I, I still don't get it all. Uh, but I guess you put hot water in the teapot and it pushes it along? No. Actually, okay. take an RC car. Okay. Okay. Take the body off the RC car and throw it away. And then design a teapot. On top of it. On top of it. Wow. You have to okay. race around a track as fast as possible without knocking over teacups, which are on balanced precariously on top of stands. Oh, oh my goodness. And on top of the thing. And there's jumps and there's like banks oh and all goodness. this. And it's a pretty good size area. I mean, it's really good size. But you have to get around that thing as fast as possible with your homemade teapot racer. With the teacup intact. And you try to not to break any of the teacups. Wow. That's because you break teacups <laughs> and you get... Oh, deduct. Oh, I see what you're oh, saying they're, now. They're okay. The like, teacup is not on top of the yeah. car. The teacups are precariously placed All on the track. The track. So right. you've got to dodge yeah, teacups. Go okay, fast, okay. but watch, watch your surroundings. Your surroundings so, so honestly, yeah. okay. yeah. I, got, I got to tell you, it is so much fun to watch. And the, the top person right now that wins most of them at our industrial takeovers that we do has been a young kid. Wow. Yeah. He's about 15, 14, he's Sounds probably about, about right. 15 years he's old got now. The motor skills from the video games and everything. Oh, right. yeah. He's got and, it all down. And spatial. Because you got to yeah. think about it. When you're standing on the side, all of a sudden your controls change. Right. Because if the car changes a different direction, your left is not really right. left it's anymore. anymore. You've got to right. think, oh my gosh. It reminds us of the old uh, pro RC Pro Am, the yeah. NES yeah. game where you got to go around and then your controls are different. When you go around the turn, now it's backwards because you're coming yeah. towards. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, yeah. so it's going to be so much fun. Um, there's also going to be uh, another group that's out there uh, that is going to be joining us. So so it's not really a group. It's it's a city that appears once a year called okay. Aethertopia. Okay. And so that's another really cool steampunk event to go to because usually that's one thing about steampunkers. Because of all the clothes we wear and the layers that we put on, the, the our, our garb, we don't call them costumes. We call them garb or attire. Okay. It get we stole that from the from the pirates. Okay. Because that's really, you know, it's our garb or our attire. Sure. Um, it gets really hot. So, about April we start shutting down the steampunk events. So from April to about October, we don't do a lot of steampunk events. Because it's just too darn hot. It's so yeah. hot we'll pass out. Oh, uh, I, I can so imagine. In that corset, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, <laughs> unless it's, I guess, unless you organize some indoor events. And that's yeah, the one. True. Like, yeah. So right. um, that's another one that you guys can find out more information down at Sci-Fi Bartow because they are going to be there is a thing called Aethertopia. Okay. And a little shout out to my friend Anthony who puts the whole thing together. But definitely get out there because you'll learn about our group. You'll learn more about steampunk. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll also learn about Aethertopia and... And like you guys are saying, it's not just for the steampunk people, right? Because I'm looking forward to some of my friends being out there, right? You know, the five, the five of first. Yeah, I'm looking for those guys being out there. They do such an incredible job. I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to the car show this year. Yeah, yeah. the car show should be incredible. And I know it's gonna be a lot bigger this year. I know Sean's yeah. got a lot of cars that are coming in, and I'm sure. not, I'm not sure the full number, but I know it's, it's upward around almost 30 cars. I think. Wow. Hey, and don't forget about Friday night. Oh yeah. So that's one thing we do want to promote too is Friday night. You know, the big, the big event, the big mm -hmm. event is Saturday the 16th right but friday night mm -hmm. the 15th sure is a steampunk ball wow okay this is the yeah. kickoff event nice so dj vlad is going to be there so now DJ tell us about DJ, dj vlad for what you know so dj vlad he is a steampunk dj that's awesome he has an incredible setup he's got this really wonderful pull behind dj set mm -hmm. um 
yeah, you guys, you have to come out and see him. He so he'll be there for fr- Friday and Saturday. And Saturday. Okay. So he'll be providing all the music and all mm. kind of the emceeing sure. that's mm-hmm. going to be going on. Uh, and his music is fun. He has his wife come out with them. They actually have developed a steampunk line dance. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So there's a steampunk line dance they'll teach you how to do. Uh, it's very easy to do. Sure. It's a lot of fun. It's just, it's, like I said, it it just keeps coming back to that creativity. Right. You know, steampunk DJ. What? You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Why? You know? And it's because we need it. Right. You know, we need somebody who's out there spinning the music and sure. having yeah. fun doing it. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and he's the guy who who does a great job, which you can also follow him. Most of us are on Facebook. Right. How do we find you guys on the internet? So it best way is go on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Again, look up the Heartland Steampunk Association. Okay. Um, and then you can also, if you want to follow us personally in some of the cosplay stuff we make, sure. we're full steam ahead cosplay and production. Okay. Now we post all of our events. We post all of our builds. We post all the stuff like right away. As soon as Sean and Lori started saying, Hey, here's the sneak preview. We were posting the event. Sure. We right. kept putting it out there and you know, there's just, there's between the three groups across Florida, there's thousands of people mm-hmm. that hear about this. Right. And like I said, there's just, and, th- and the other thing I just really want to promote is this is a free event. Mm-hmm. Yes. Guys, this is yep. an absolutely free event. Yep. The Bartow um, city is at the chamber of commerce. Right. Helps promote this. Sean and Lori have sworn it will be free as long as they are involved. Right. It will be free. Mm-hmm. So the vendors and the organizations, they all pay, and they pay really compared to like a Pennies lot of the Comic Cons. Yeah. It's some just big, it's small. Because yeah. I ask I ask some of the people at the Comic Cons, how much do you pay for your little yeah. ten by ten? And they tell me, and I'm like, that's double the cost of what right. Sci-Fi Barto's doing. Right. Yeah. And so just and by some of the great sponsors that are out there too that are helping yeah. out with mm-hmm. it, it's been free every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's you're going to see people there that are at some of the comic cons. Right. You know, and it's, it's so much fun. I mean, and that's it. I mean, and they have great food too. Oh, well, I was just saying, it's like, yeah. uh, support your, it's a great way to support the local, uh, businesses and downtown, and, uh, and downtown sure. as yeah. well. Cause this is a pretty city. Yeah. Beautiful is city. Really nice. got great restaurants. Also yep. it's family friendly. Yep. It's oh yeah. Pet, pet friendly. Bring your pet. pet. Friendly, um, yes. Yeah. I think they're going to do the pet costume contest right. this year. I'm, I'm right. sure they will. Um, but the, I mean, they do so much, and what I really liked is, uh, besides the fact that it's free, that it is so family friendly and all inclusive. I think yeah. that's that's brilliant. Right. And that's that's one of the things. I mean, you know, Sean Lori, when they had this in their mind, I know they wanted to open up to everybody, and they want everybody to come out and have fun. Mm-hmm. So one of the things they ask, and we don't ever have to worry about with a lot of our costuming and our garb because we don't show off too much. Well, some of the ladies show off some flesh, but not too much flesh. Right. But a little ankle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun because, you know, you're not going to have people walking around half-dressed. Right, right. Um, some of the costumes that we've seen that have won have been a lot of the families that get together. Right. I know, uh, what was it, two years ago, it was the uh, somebody who did a Zelda steampunk mashup. Oh, wow. And it was all the little kids. That's awesome. And it was the cutest costume, and it was, a, it was almost a pleasure to lose to them. Yeah, because we were still awesome. at that time we were entering a lot of the comic con, sure. the costume contest, and I was like, when they got up, I was just like, yeah, pick them. They, yeah. Just, you know, yeah, and they did. They deserve to win, and I, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, if you don't come out dressed up, don't worry about it. If you come out dressed up, people love it. Yeah, it just it's such a great opportunity, and it is for 
all like you guys say for all geekdom yeah yep. we're steampunk themed this year but I mean, gonna you're going to have so... the TARDIS there. You're going to oh, have Doctor yeah. Who. You're going to have, you know, Firefly, Star Wars, Star Wars Star and Star Trek. I'm, I'm going to be I'm going camera crazy. Shows up again yep. too. Absolutely. I would so be Thomas... very surprised if he did not show Thomas, up. Thomas, bring up the time machine. That, time machine that would be perfect. every year, yeah. I think. So He's I always driving very, around the streets. Yeah, I'd stuff. be very surprised if he did not because yeah. he brings that thing out almost every year. Even when it wasn't steampunk. Right, he just brought it anytime. This year he's definitely going to bring it. That'd yeah, really and it, cool. if you guys haven't been down to Bartow, you know, if any of the listeners haven't actually got down there, it is a great town. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Main Street area has some of the best restaurants. Right. Um, and that's another thing, too. You can pretty much find any type of food you want. Yes, that's very From true. one end to the other. Yeah. And um, one of the things that the Sardinskis make sure they do is anybody who's in the food court alley, right? their food can't be found anywhere else on the Main Street. Oh, okay. So, yeah. like, they don't, you know, because we have a great pizza place down right. there. We have great Mexican. We right. have great. You got Hacienda so, down there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. when you get yeah. off of that, you're not going to find, like, you're not going to find that food yeah. Yeah. any place than in those restaurants. Right. Because we want you guys to support yeah. everybody right. there. And the more you support them, the more they support Sci Fi Barto. Sure. And, yeah. Like I said, it keeps growing, too. Last year, I know. Sean, Sean estimated that there was about 25,000 people that right. walked through. A ton. Yep. And if you like comic books, there's oh, that. Right. Uh, yeah. Main Street, Street Comics, Comics right memorabilia. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, you'll just, and the people you get to meet, too. I mean, people don't realize how many famous geeks yeah. are around here. Right. There are mm-hmm. quite a few. Um, there is. That, and on top of that, we'll have the celebrity guests there. George Lowe's going to be there. Oh, right. The voice of Space Ghost. Uh, Chuck the, Dixon, I think. Chuck Dixon, Batman writer, um, Bane creator. Uh, yeah. He'll be there, which he, he always comes on our show every year. He's a good dude. Uh, obviously, DJ Vlad, what we mentioned earlier. Uh, Gretchen Suarez Pena with her awesome musical. We're looking forward to that. Melina. Yeah. Joel D. Winecoop. Joel D. Winecoop, the big king yeah. of the B-movies. Oh, He's there. a great guy. Joel uh, is – Joel's – yeah, man, he is the king of B movies. Yeah. In fact, Joel, we gotta still talk again. You know, I do all the editing and special effects type stuff. Yeah, so we've actually talked about possibly, you know, incorporating some of our stuff into one sure. of his movies. I think it'd yeah. be so cool to do like a diesel punk kind of takeover. Action. That would be really cool yeah. kind of yeah. stuff with him because I think yeah. it'd be fun. Yeah, so. I have to I have to ask because um, what uh. Just because of the tech geek in me, uh, I'm a tech enthusiast. What do you like to use for editing and stuff like that? Um, so the I, I actually I teach industrial standards. Oh, okay. So I teach Perfect. with Final Cut Pro, sure, and ten the newest version, mm-hmm. or I use Adobe Premiere. Mm-hmm. Yep, Premiere's so great. I, yep. I teach with both of those. Yep. So yeah, those are the ones. Yeah, those are the ones I always teach that's my, my kids and mm-hmm. actually what's kind of cool is with my eighth graders they actually are considered a ninth grade honors program oh okay cool. so i get to hand pick the top 20 kids right because they get their certification in adobe premiere editing sure yeah and so okay. i pay for that my program pays mm-hmm. for that for them that's awesome and it's something that they can go on and do and i'll tell you what uh polk county has an incredible video production they do yeah, yeah. We're, we are the largest in the state of Florida mm-hmm. for video production. Uh, we could pretty much take out any other county. Polk mm-hmm. County will take out any other county. In fact, my group, uh, we got into the Jim Harbin fame competition. We beat out all the middle schools in Polk County with the thing we entered. Right. Then we beat out the six counties around us, and then we beat out everybody in the state of Florida. That's awesome. So Congrats. My, yeah, thank you. So, yeah, it was great to have my kids be able to say, okay, you guys, we get to go over Orlando one day. We right. get to go accept this award. And just for them to see, 
hey, I just did something that just beat everybody in the state of Florida. Right. It's That's a pretty cool experience, yeah. Yeah, and, and like I said, you know, Polk County, our, you know, we, we our schools are doing much better. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're reaching out doing that. But the stuff that we still offer, you know, all that standardized testing. Right. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. Because you got these kids who are creative that are going to be your next directors, producers, right. editors. For sure. Yeah. And I don't want to ever, ever hold them back by saying, well, you can't pass a math test. Right. Yeah. Right. You know. Because so, the math yeah. test isn't going to be what's going to be the skill that gets right. them going. Exactly. No. The editing skills is going to be their computer right. skills. Right. Their acting uh, skills. Right. All that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, and the school I'm at, um, just give a little plug out. To sure. McLaughlin. Absolutely. Go ahead. So we're McLaughlin Middle School. We're down in Lake Wales. Um, we were one of the schools that actually didn't get a passing grade this year. Oh, okay. But it's because... I think we put more kids off to Harrison Performing Arts School mm-hmm. and yep, to a lot Harrison. of the art schools. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, our kids win awards all the time because right. they're very creative, mm-hmm. very yep. creative. And so it's it's that love of creativity that I, I've, I'm amazed when I see some of the stuff the kids do. And when I can teach them something and they take and they go on even further, I'm like, ah, now the teachers become the student because right. how did you do that? Right. And I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, the teachers there are also amazing. All the teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've seen them work with all these students, and these, they just go above and beyond. So mm-hmm. I really want to do a shout out for his school. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. so, I mean, we've got a great principal this this last two years. Uh, I think we're going to really turn stuff around. Um, and the stuff that we're entering into the video award ceremony and that kind of stuff. You know, it's like people go, oh, that's just kid stuff. I got to tell you guys, watch the video award ceremony. It comes mm-hmm. up on April 30th, too. The stuff some of these kids put out, right? it's professional level. Yeah, absolutely. And you're just like, yep. really, you're in what gr- – you're how old? <laughs> and you're putting yeah. out movies like this? Right. Wow. Well, I think uh, – uh, not to get on a tangent about uh, editing. I love editing because, yeah. you know, I do a lot of sound editing and stuff for the podcast and other things. But uh, we do dabble in video editing from time to time. Um, but uh, I I like to see the instant gratification, like when you when you make something and you can yeah. just post it on YouTube or post it on a social media site, and then obvi- you can immediately see it, you know, and get that reaction. It's really neat. Years ago, you couldn't do it. That no. you couldn't be like, all right, I got this little project or short film or short idea. Now Who, I want to share it. Who's going to see it? Yeah. You know? yeah. Where, so. Where's the post production? My right. distribution. Absolutely. I can't, I can't distribute this. Right. Um, and I got to tell you, you know, that's that's one of the things I keep I keep telling my students. I'm like, you guys are at this cusp of a complete change in what mm-hmm. television and movies are. Right. Yes. You got groups like, you know, Netflix right. putting out all these original movies, mm-hmm. all these original things, and they're pulling in unknown directors. Right. They're pulling in people with cool ideas. Uh, we've been in a couple independent films that, you know, it's like things that are on YouTube right. and that kind of stuff. There, there are the stuff that like Joel would do mm-hmm. where it's a short film, right. it's a smaller film, it's independent. Yeah. Right. right. And That's so awesome. it's yeah. it's those kind of things. Hulu having right. all theirs. So you guys, you geeks out there that are that's your form of geekdom is mm-hmm. acting. Mm-hmm. I think some of the fan made stuff that's out there is better than some of the stuff that's hitting some of the theaters. Absolutely. I 100% you know, agree. The DC yeah. stuff that's out there, I've seen some DC stuff made by fans that I'm like, why isn't DC grabbing these people 
Right. And having them make some of their I stuff. I think the problem is is it, it's the whole, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen kind of thing, yeah. especially with, like, big production companies. you got to, like, hit a certain number. You're like, all right, well, we got to hit this many people, it's this many name. theaters. It becomes a business, and they kind of lose that creativity, kind of drops off. Josh Sweden um, did a lot of talk when he was doing, um, uh, was it uh, Avengers? Or not, or, uh, the second Avengers, wasn't it? Avengers 2. Yeah, he said that a lot of the – Too many cooks he, in the Too kitchen. many cooks in the yes. kitchen, and he didn't get a chance to really tell the story he wanted because he had to meet a certain quota. And even with the Justice League movie, it was like they had so many hands on it. Like, it wasn't even his film when he's done with it. So well, it yeah. wasn't his film to begin with. Right. Zack it was, Snyder yeah, at the beginning, yeah. most of it, and right. then he had to re-edit it. And right. Like, oh, so that was, so tough, well. that was a fault. tough thing no, for him. No, there was like ten other people with touches. Yeah, and, you right. and you can actually see right, the, the differences. You mm-hmm. can see Zach's, and you can see Josh's, and you go, right. that's Zach, that's Josh, yeah. that's Zach, Zach, right. Josh. Which, right. have you heard the word on the street lately that there is floating around somewhere a a Zack Snyder cut that they're talking about oh. maybe releasing oh, is on there? Really? DVD and Blu-ray. Oh, okay. Like like his cut of the movie compared to Josh's cut. Oh, okay. and they, they've been talking about maybe quasi releasing it maybe oh. on like Blu-ray oh. or something. Interesting. I think it would sell that. And I, as much hate to say it, I think DC's like, if we could put out this DVD and Blu-ray and make a few more dollars to raise up that because, yeah. holy crap, Aquaman is the highest yeah, selling but, DC movie ever. Ever but you also got to look at that too. I think with Wonder Woman and Aquaman, they made those movies. Uh, they, those were good. They, they, were, they fun. were fun. They were fun yeah. movies. They weren't dark. They right. Weren't, they weren't dark know. and gritty and very depressing. It was a very fun movie, a fun ride. You get to go in and experience it. So yeah, I think that's that's interesting. I, 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 there's that whole YouTube generation that Deuce and I always go back to. It's like once YouTube kind of really got big, people were started making. Movies with their phones. They yes. edit and cut and do everything on their phones. They can just make a movie and put it out to the to the well, net. Well, and that's one of the things I teach too is guerrilla filming. Yeah, just using you know your phone. You can. Right. In fact, there's a movie out there. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. Escape from Tomorrowland. Yeah, that, that was filmed entirely entirely guerrilla. Yeah. And right. yeah, and they didn't and Disney didn't know about it. Right. And I mean, could you imagine? I, I keep we talked about this because we watched it and I watched it under the eyes of what I do for a living and I was like. Can you imagine being at Orlando, yeah. at Epcot, and this guy and this you know husband and wife start having this domestic assault, abuse, yelling, and people are filming it, and you don't realize you're filming it on your phone, but the people who are filming it are actually filming it for the film. Right. right. And people have their camcorders out right. and all this, and I'm just like, what an ingenious way to get into the parks, yeah. get into different places, film a movie. Yeah. And no one knows what's going on. Yeah. Right. I'm just like, you know, don't try it, people. That's illegal, and you right. will get, you know. But yeah. no, I mean, right. I'm like, at the same Which time, that was really the cool. thing when that movie finally came out. I was like, oh my god, because I figured like the minute it hit a streaming service, Disney was going to shut it down. But they just kind of let it ride, and I was because yeah. our buddy did that. Um, right. Oh, Philip Young, he did yeah. the Dark Side of Disney. Yeah, uh, and he oh. filmed yeah. his whole documentary inside the Disney parks, but it right. was all like guerrilla style. Yeah, right. and they went. They went some places. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to be going. But they never got uh, shut down. They yeah. Disney kind of let it ride. You know, they were like, "Hey, you're, you know, this is a story you want to tell. Go ahead. You're not infringing on anything. Yeah. Tell and your they, story." They well, did yeah. it at uh, D20 or D21. Yep. They right. premiered it. Now I don't think they premiered it at any of the Disney events. I think right. it's probably one of the outside events. But right. Still, it's still. like they were right under the mouse's nose the whole time, and he yeah. didn't put the thumb down which right. i was kind of waiting i was like all right how long until somebody like right. puts the kibosh on this but never did yeah. well that's that's the one thing that's kind of 
depressed the steampunk society a little bit is every movie that's come out recently here that has that steampunk feel to it has not done well. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, Mor- that Mortal Engines, Mortal Engines bombed. Like it, a, and the thing crazy. was, it I was a it. good movie. It looked great. I think it just had too much stuff around it, like other it movies. Like Aquaman oh, yeah. came out, I think, the same week or the week after. Because it was just out. Yeah, it was the, just yeah, after. Yeah. So how, what a yeah. great well, was Mortal Engines yeah. based off a book? Mortal Engines is actually based off a, um, it's an a anime, young, it? it's a young, you know, it's a four book series. Okay. okay. Uh, it's based off, it's for young adults. Yeah. And the writer, the the writer is actually he. All the books he did before that were all adult books. Oh, okay. And his publisher said, "Hey, why don't you write a series, go young adult teen with it, and yeah. I bet you'll sell more copies." And he did. I mean, the book Mortal Engines was the, one of the top selling books. Right. It's won awards and everything. The only thing a lot of people were against it was like the female character. Yeah. She was supposed to be uglier. She's okay. supposed to have a huge scar, like That's almost. Why she's got that red thing on her. Yeah, face the she's whole supposed time. to have like it's almost supposed to be over two inches, an inch and a half long across her whole face. Wow. Okay. Well, what they did with this actress is they went down half of her face. Right. So then they could have her turn away, and then she would still be beautiful on the one side. Okay. Right. And so some people were like, "Okay, we don't like that." Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looks good. I'm waiting for the oh, Blu-ray release just because there was too many I'm, movies that came out. That's what I'm hoping. Time, I'm right. hoping some of these movies will get a cult following and mm-hmm. grow legs later. Yeah, you know, and like the house with the clock in its walls. Yeah, I love it. Another one, Jack Black. Mm-hmm. He's just grown into be a really fun actor. Right. It was a great family-friendly movie. Yeah. Very steampunky. Yeah. Even though it takes place more in the '50s, but still, the feel to it was steampunk wizardry. Well, that retro future kind of idea is very popular in America, especially if you look at video games like Fallout and oh. Bioshock. That yes. has a lot of steampunk elements in those games, and it's just that whole like, what if the future there, you know, yeah. would continue on? You know what I mean? Like from that period, and like if oh. n- if technology never changed and it became yeah. that well, whole era. When we were at the Tampa Bay MegaCon. There was a, a guy there as one of the Bioshock. Oh. I think it's Big Daddy. Yeah, Big yeah. Daddy. That big, huge yeah. drill awesome. arm. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, and it was a father-son team. Right. Again, see how Steampunk yeah. brings families sure. together. This yeah. dad and this son. Because his son said, son's playing the game all the time. He's yeah. like, so dad, do you think we could ever make something like that? And the dad's like, oh, yeah. yeah. We could do something like that. And sure. they did. And it was like, when I went walking by, I was just like, my jaw hit the floor. And I was just like big daddy and he's like and i'm like that is incredible and i was in my armor at that time so i was up like and i walked up and i looked at the scientist and i went daddy (laughs) and he thought it was hilarious because he's like yeah you some of your parts look familiar maybe i did work on you yeah and we had fun because we kind of worked it out so that's awesome yeah that brings me to a question because we're doing these sub genres i don't as steampunkers you've probably seen the show there was a show on sci-fi called warehouse 13 Yep. What steampunk genre would that be put into? That that's definitely like supernatural steampunk. Punk, You're going that futuristic yeah. kind of yeah, steampunk. There was, there was Warehouse 13. Uh, great one. The Secret Adventures of Jules Verne. I did not see that one. Oh, uh, yeah. it was only on for like a season or two. Find that it. one was animated, correct? No. Okay. Live action. Live action. Go find it. And it's okay. what if all of Jules Verne's books were based on secret adventures he actually had gone on. Oh, okay. And so another one, go try to find that one. There's a H.G. Wells series that's out there again. 
that not the one that they tried to make the spinoff with from Warehouse 13, another H.G. Wells show. It was a different one, yeah. Okay. Because they had the backdoor pilot, which was great on Warehouse 13 for H.G. Wells, because in the show, H.G. Wells was a woman. Yeah. And okay. she used, I think it was her brother's name to publish the books. Yeah. But uh, it was all steampunk, and they did, I think it was either the last season or next to last, they did a backdoor pilot, and it was all the Victorian era. It yep. was just straight steampunk the whole way through. And I I really think they dropped the ball on that, especially as popular as steampunk is now. And that seems like something sci-fi's got on a shelf somewhere that they could revive because the actors and actresses aren't too – they haven't aged out. They can yep. still do it. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I still think they've got more life in Warehouse 13. If they brought it back tomorrow, I oh, think yeah. that show would still – that show was like one of their highest-rated shows up until they canceled it for no good reason. And there are some great steampunk – they do that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, when they pull a really good – yeah, but there's a, gr- a lot of great ste- – again, talking back to YouTube, there is a lot of steampunk independent series out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's even some people going back and doing, like, your podcast here. Right. There's people who are doing the retro Old radio, radio show. shows. Yeah, yeah. And, I've yeah. seen and heard a That's lot really of those. That's really cool. Even See, that Welcome to Night Vale well, technically is kind of – Right, yeah. Well, it's like that – well, because like, you look at the H.P. Lovecraft. There's a lot of the H.P. Lovecraft era that kind of transitions into the steampunk – Oh yeah, weird the supernatural Cthulhu, Cthulhu stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's definitely in there. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, it's interesting to see that growth and change. Um, but we're we're excited. I mean, Sci-Fi Bartow. I mean, this is celebrating the world of steampunk. It's going to have this awesome event. Um, bring your family, bring your friends, you know, bring your pets, uh, and just you know, make a friend. You'll you'll find people that love what you love. Oh, and I yeah. think that's what the coolest thing is. Oh yeah. So you'll be surrounded by people that love what you love, and no easier way to make a friend. Yeah. And don't don't forget your camera. Right. Yeah. Or you know, at least have your phone fully charged For up sure. because yeah. I'm going to tell you that you're going to have so many photo ops. Mm-hmm. If you're a Whovian, if you're a yeah. steampunker, mm-hmm. if you're a Star Wars fan, a Star Trek fan, it doesn't matter what geek you're into. Right. It's covered. Yep. In fact, I love Sean and Lori's mashup. Go check it out. Yeah. It's got a Star Trek feel to right, it. Right, right. Yeah. They so, love Star Trek. Yeah. Dude, that's and their so it's just it's it's gonna be so much fun. Uh, guys, gals, families, right. get out there. You guys are gonna if you don't show up that weekend and, and every Come feel the love. Yep, every absolutely. third weekend in February. This thing has been scheduled every third weekend in February. It's been beautiful. Yes. The weather is such – it's right. a great weekend. Oh, right. It always is. And it's outside, which is oh, nice because right. it's a little bit cooler. And do we mention it's free? It is it's totally free. Again, it's yeah. free. Yep. Free. And free, even what's free. nice is even some of the stuff that the vendors sell, Right. Yeah. it's not like you're going to be totally ripped off. Right. A lot of it's like yeah. custom stuff, like originals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's, some, really there's cool. uh, some leather work that goes on right. there that's – the people are making it in front of you. Right. So you're, no, you're like – that's not mass-produced stuff. Right. This guy's showing me right now his right. leather work. There's chain mail that you see people doing. There's there's masks and oh yeah, beautiful guys. paintings. Right. Yeah, oh, Josh Bauer artist. is gonna oh, be there. Yeah, yeah sure. good artists yeah. will be there. Josh Bauer yeah, will be there. Kitchen Killers are gonna be there as well. Kitchen Killers. Those yeah. guys are awesome. awesome. Yeah, go check out DJ Vlad at the pre-show at FanFest yeah, uh, Friday night. Friday, Friday night. night. I believe it yeah. starts and six. Saturday. Yeah, right. six. And yeah, he'll be there on Saturday as well. Six to ten on that. Right. Yeah. When they kind of roll the sidewalk up. Right. Because some of us have to still get back home. Get some sleep. Yeah. Get back out there early and set up for yeah. the next. So I know on Friday night, guys, um, there's not going to be a lot of vendors. There's not yeah, a lot of right. vendors, but there's all of the Main Street shops are pretty right. much open for that night. 
and it's a good night to meet and greet, see your right. friends. Also, right. a big plug to Bartow. They've got a lot of great hotels. They've got good yeah. hotel rates going. So grab right. you, go Friday yep. night, get your hotel room, spend yep. the night, so then you don't have to drive home, get rest, and come back. Yeah, you can just roll out of bed, be right there in Bartow, ready and right. fresh to go. Yeah, because uh, double check. I think one of the hotels might even be a sponsor. But I mean, it they've is. got a, they've got a ton of hotels. Yeah, it's gonna there. be awesome. Uh, and also. We're going to be there. Johnny and Deuce will be there, be sure. there uh, interviewing some awesome guests. You know uh, what we haven't done by. yet? Yeah. They need to go on Facebook, and they need to like Sci-Fi, S-Y-F-Y, Bartow, B-A-R-T-O-W, 2019. Yep. If okay. you go on and like Sci-Fi, Bartow, we'll 2019, yep. it'll probably have the match. And Sean and yeah. Lori yeah. keep everything Absolutely. updated. Uh, they're letting you know who's all going to be there. People are constantly posting. The people who are going to be there posting yeah. videos. They're posting updates of this is where we're going to be. Uh, and then usually two, three days before, the map will be on there too. Right. People right. also – And then the uh, schedule of uh, right. the panels and things. And people always do. ask about parking. Guys, all around the yep. outskirt, as yep. long as you don't see a do not park here sign, right. you can park. You can park. Yep. And, parking and, because, be, yep. and parking because it's Saturday – Right. Is again free, free. Yep. all day so, yeah. long. Free, yeah. free, Even free. when it says yep. two hours only, yeah. it's not two hours. And there's so many parking lots right. around, guys. Uh, free parking, again, costs yeah. you ten to twenty five dollars at most Comic Cons. Right. To get in, costs you twenty five to thirty five dollars right. just to get in right. most yeah. of them. And then ten fifteen dollars to park. This is totally free. Even totally if it's just free. a day free to go out with the family and just get some fresh yeah. air and exercise and you know take some photos. It's a really cool. And event. look for Sean's minions when you're out there, as I like to call them, because they'll have event staff out right. there kind of pointing you towards stuff. Yep. So if if you're not from Bartow, which is totally cool, we want to get a bunch of people outside the Bartow area to come right. to Bartow to see how beautiful it is. They'll help point you towards parking spots right. and they'll right. help point you towards what you're and looking for. And I think for. a lot of them will be wearing uh, the blue or the gray sci-fi Bartow shirts. Yeah, usually they have, like, staff shirts. Yeah, right. so usually. that's – Yeah, and there's going to be sign-up events, the costume contest. Uh, there's – usually they keep it really fair. There's usually, like, a pro and am yeah. levels. Mm -hmm. So as professional cosplayers have one. There's an amateur. Then there's usually right. kids. Isn't there, like, a family one, too, there's or a family, group? There's family or group. There's also yeah. the, the, the animals. Dress your animal right. if you can. It's so awesome. Oh, it's so yeah. cute when they come out. Yeah. I think my cutest one that I've ever seen was the dog that was the pug that was Yoda. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, go check out our good friend uh, Gretchen Suarez-Pena, her uh, musical Molina. We'll have two uh, showings, so definitely right. go check that out. And listen to the episode we did with her yep. as well. Absolutely. And then how do people find you guys on the Internet? Again, just go to Facebook. That's the easiest way. Mm -hmm. uh, like the Heartland Steampunk Association or go to Full Steam Ahead Cosplay and Production. Either one of them. Like it. We always keep stuff posted on there. We're with the one we're showing you about builds and how to do the stuff. The other one you're going to see all the events that are coming up mm -hmm. and nice. what we do with them and how to just meet other people in the area. Sure. Yeah. You know, because once you once you join the steampunk family, I'm going to tell you we don't let you go. Yeah. We'll we'll, go. we'll we'll love you. Yep. All the time. We'll teach you how to build stuff and we'll have a lot of fun doing. That's it. awesome. And we'll then we brag about you. There you oh, go. Oh yeah. That's good. Yeah. We're very. Uh, we love building people up. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, definitely. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro, Retro Game, Game Treasure. Treasure. 
Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. Now announcing, they are delivering straight to you Nintendo DS games and PSP games. What did listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com, pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Sci-Fi Barto, uh, 2019, celebrating the world of steampunk. But it's not only steampunk. There's going to be all kinds of fandoms being uh, that's going to be there on site, mm -hmm. uh, as well as some, if you're a Star Trek fan. Our next guest that we have on the episode, um, welcome to the Happy Hour, Johnny Deuce. Introduce yourselves for us, please. My name is Christine, and I go by the name Chishwe. That is my Klingon name. Awesome, awesome. And you're with, uh, you said you're with a couple of different uh, clubs? I am personally with the Klingon Assault Group. Okay, awesome. An international club. And we, together with CLAW, which is the Klingon Legion Assault Warriors, and a ship that's out of Tampa, the IKS or IKV Shadow Bat will all be together at the Sci-Fi Barto to show everyone what Klingons are made of. Awesome. Is this your first time at Sci-Fi Barto? It is my first time. Awesome. It is a really cool event. Um, Deuce and I have been the last four years, uh, and we have a great time. It's For folks that don't know, it's free. Totally we, free. We, we keep saying to everyone, come check it out. It's family-friendly. It's pet-friendly. It's it's for all ages. All types of fandoms will be there. And it's going to be downtown Bartow Saturday, February 16th from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Like we said, it's totally free. Uh, special guests are going to be George Lowe, Chuck Dixon, Joel D. Winecoop, Gretchen. Suarez Pena. Thank you, sir. And DJ Vlad will be there. And yep. now we have the Klingons are going to be there. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about how you got started uh, doing all this. Obviously, you've probably been a fan for a while. Yes, um, I have. It was mostly just playing video games and such. Only the last few years have I really gotten into the cosplay of it. Um, it's great, though, because when you get into the Klingon cosplay, there's not a lot of vendors out there that sell the uniforms, so you really have to make them yourself. And you can personalize them. There's no set way. I mean, there there's the ones you see on the, but they're all different too. Mm -hmm. So it's a perfect way to express yourself when you become a Klingon. That's awesome. Um, How many people are going to be there? How many in your group? I have estimated at least 20 oh, wow. uniformed warriors That's awesome. will be there. And then of course a few others that'll be in different cosplay. Awesome. So um, what was your, do you remember what your first event was? My first event was actually uh, Supercon. Supercon, okay, awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a cool event. Um, and I think that's what's so great about when you go to uh, conventions and, and events like this is you're, you're going to be surrounding yourselves around with people that uh, love what you love. And I think that's what's so neat about it, especially with Star Trek. Star Trek is a fandom that's been around for 50-plus years, right? Six, I don't know, 50, 60 years, something oh, like yeah. that. Long time. So it's yeah. been around forever. Yeah. So, it has. And, and I think it's great because it hits all generations. I think anyone can relate to it, especially with the uh, the movies and then, the, of course, the new um, CBS special shows, the Star Trek Discovery, and and then and a lot of the shows uh, like Deep Space Nine and Voyager and Next Generation. Like, it's uh, There's something for everybody when it comes to Star Trek, and uh, I think it's just really neat. And Klingons, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're a uh, interesting group. They're a different, you know, a different uh, race of aliens, and they... Uh, they have their own stamp in the Star Trek universe, and uh, you tell us more about that. <laughs> well, uh, well, as you know, they started out as the bad guys, right? In TOS, and mm-hmm. then in TNG, they started to become your buddy, mm-hmm. and then again, they become the antagonists once again in Discovery. And I think Discovery is a really uh, a good thing that's happening for us in the Klingon fandom. It's bringing us back out again. And uh, even now, little kids who really don't watch so much of it, but their parents do, they come up and want to take pictures with us. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> I want to ask you a question to kind of tangent just a little bit, because I guess you have seen Discovery? Yes, sir. Uh, how do you like it so far? I think it's a great show. <clears throat> of course, you know, everyone has a problem with the way the Klingons were looking. I was no different definitely had a problem with it but something in the back of my head knew that somehow this was going to turn around and come back and that's what we're seeing now i did not two. get a chance to see season two but i have seen the teasers and stuff and i'm, I'm excited to watch that as well I, I i can't wait to see how this all pans out interesting just because i i personally i'm very excited to see the show i am upset that they're putting it behind a paywall with cbs all access and not uh, having it on regular cbs so everybody could view it um i'm not going to lie i'm excited about the jean-luc picard series that's coming oh, out yes. pretty soon that might be what makes me break down and buy it but i'm not gonna lie i think what i'm gonna do is just get a month and then just binge watch season one and season two of Discovery, and then that wait. is a really good idea. Well, that and I figured because now, did they release them once a week or did they release them like Netflix all at one time? Once a week. Once a week. Okay, so then I can wait until all the Jean Luc Picard ones have dropped, and then buy a month and just binge watch all three series. Because if I remember correctly, the first season of Discovery is only what like ten or thirteen episodes. It's not long. Yo, it isn't long at all, and it felt like there needed to be more there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was just enough at 10? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's good to know, because I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Um, I would even uh, go as far as saying I may be more of a Star Trek fan than a Star Wars fan. I know you're, you lean more the Star Wars direction. It's just for me, <laughs> once the movies came out, and by movies I mean the I don't know what they called it, the new timeline, the J.J. Abrams timeline stuff. Oh, yeah. Those were great action movies, but they weren't Star Trek movies. And so I kind of put them in their own little bubble over here and just say, okay, they're fun, but they're not my Star Trek. And now that, That's what I did. Yeah, and now that it's kind of come back to the original 
series roots and they're back to the original timeline, not the Kelvin timeline, I'm like, well, okay, maybe I need to try and give this a shot again. And especially because CBS doubled down. They got a second season of Discovery and and I, I, I should Google it, whatever the Sean Luke Picard show is going to be called. Um, but once that comes out and it all drops, I was like, well, maybe I'll buy it for a month, two months, watch those and just get rid of it. Right. So. Yeah, I, I think uh, with uh, Star Trek, we always kind of can tell with with uh, different viewers, like what your favorite series is, is kind of where you started. Like for Deuce and I, um, we were born in the '80s, so our our favorites. Uh, we like we gen. Wa- is next gen. We like grew up on next. We gen, grew up yeah. on next gen, and then my my dad he he loved the original Star Trek, and then he showed me the original Star Trek, and then Deuce yeah. and I, both of our dads are in their late seventies, uh, in our late seventies, and so he. They both of our dads kind of showed us the rope, so to speak, when it comes to Star Trek, and then and your dad did. I my can dad. tell you, my dad firmly yeah. did not. He did not. No, <laughs> uh, my dad did, and he showed me the ropes uh, when it came to Star Trek and all that stuff. And then I, and then obviously at that time, Next Generation was coming on, and then oh, that was great. Next Generation was amazing. And I remember the, that. Yeah. yeah, and it was on every week, syndicated, and yeah. then after a while, it was on like every afternoon. So like we'd come home from school, we'd right. watch Next Gen. It blasted with it, yeah. yeah. I remember watching TOS. That was the first show I I got to see. Yeah, and I I remember that watching it with my dad. That's awesome. And then when T- TNG came out, I was so excited. I was like, yeah, more track. Yeah, it, and. It, D Space Nine, obviously, at a whole different. I mean, you're doing it in a space station, and there's different characters. And a whole different feel, a whole different feel to it. Feel, yeah, it was very different, yeah. but I liked it. It was it was different, and, and the characters were all endearing, and they all had their own backstories, yeah. and it just was a really cool story. And then I wanted to ask you about what, because what I get kind of like a fifty fifty on is Voyager. A lot of Star Trek fans, when I talk to them, are divided. So I kind of wanted to ask you what your thoughts on Voyager. Okay. I'm a little 50-50 on Voyager. I kind of stopped watching halfway through that. I I like the characters. I do. It was the storylines that kind of, I went, (laughs) But, I mean, as far as Star Trek goes, it's it's a good Star Trek show. It is. Um, The characters are great. They they have their their robustness to it. They they kept following through with their personal storylines. I just I kind of fell off of there, like the last two seasons, I think. Well, I think a lot of people did, and I think arguably the last two seasons were pretty hit or miss. Like, you'd get a good episode, then you get three or four bad ones, then you get a great episode, then you get three or four bad ones. Right. So, I think, unless you were a hardcore fan that I'm going to watch every single one, a lot of people skipped through or fell off right around then i know that's when i fell off that's a lot of that's yeah. what i talk to a lot of people there it, it's not a coincidence a lot of people are divided on voyager and i felt like the first two seasons were really good i was like all right this is great the whole idea is to get back to the alpha quadrant or whatever it is or there yeah, yeah uh, to get back home so to speak so the whole idea is that's their goal we got to get home but it ended up becoming a point where that wasn't their goal anymore and they were kind of it felt like the writers didn't know where the show was going, and then I, for me, it felt very uh, forced, if if to use that word. I, I felt like they didn't really know what was going to happen, and it kind of lost that uh, that that feel, you know, the the Star Trek feel. It just kind of felt like it was this there, and that kind of yeah, turned they, me off. It felt like they had different writers. Like it was, it was right. like you could stick with it, stick with the same, thing. Well, same style. Yeah, and I think the writers' room kept getting changed around because in the last two seasons. 
that was still like in God. This shows you how old this was. This is when UPN was still network, United right. Paramount Networks, and that was like their number one rated show. But even then, they were like, we don't know if we're going to get another season. Like writers were jumping off and doing other projects. Um, and I think only once it finally wrapped up and then we got Enterprise, it felt like they kind of got their, excuse my French, their shit together. Because right. it was like, okay, we've got to go full force on this because we need a Trek show on this network to keep this network on the air. Because to be honest with you, their highest ratings at the time were from Voyager and then Enterprise and then SmackDown, mm-hmm. being big wrestling fans that we are. And the rest of their shows were just kind of, yep. I mean, floundering. Yeah. yeah, I mean, come yeah. on, you had the the great hit like the mullets <laughs> and Shasta McNasty. I mean, who doesn't want to watch such classic programming as that? So, you know, you understand when you look at it that way. Oh yeah, this network is not not gonna do well. Right. Yeah, I think if it maybe it was on a different network or if they would have had more of a plan in place. Because I think for a lot of women, I felt like it was very empowering to have a female captain. I think a lot of women were gravitated towards that. I did enjoy that. I was really happy to see Jane Ray in the seat. And I like her as a character. I I think she, you know, she's very uh, independent. She's very strong. But she will listen to others. She will, you know, she kind of made it her family, the, the ship, once they were really far out. Uh, they really, she kind of made it their family, and they, they was like their their children, and like they, but they they respected each other, and so there was some really cool chemistry going on there, and I and I like uh, Catherine Janeway as a character. I just wish they the the show as a whole. I just wish they would have had a better structure to it. So do I. Yeah. Now, did they? Because I'm guessing you both finished the series. Did they ever make it back home? Um. When it ended. Yeah, I think they did. I don't remember the final season. They- so. They did make it back home. Yeah, okay. I don't they remember. Did. Yeah. Well, the only good news. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoilers. Spoilers. How many Sorry, years ago? Yeah. Was spoilers. <laughs> but the yeah. good news is maybe when John Luke Picard gets his show, some of those characters can show up because those. I'm not sure what the timeline is, though. Do you know? It's it's the the original series timeline. It's oh, not the it? Kelvin. Okay. And d- oh, my, how far how far has time advanced? I don't know. John Luke Picard's still right? around, so I mean, if John Luke's around, because John Luke and and Janeway, I mean, hell, when they, they had yeah, episodes or when with they had the epi- two of them together, right, like the in, pilot, they, right. a lot of the next gen and DS9 right. people were in it. So I was like, well, right. maybe this new show could bring back some of those people like Worf and, right. you know, uh, God, I can't remember the young lieutenant, good looking guy's name that was in uh, this, uh, Voyager. Um, but Voyager had Janeway and a bunch of good characters. Captain Paris or Lieutenant Paris or whatever his name yeah. was. John Paris. Tom yeah. Paris. Yeah. yeah. Tom Paris. Yeah. Thank you. They had some good people there. Yeah. Tuvok was really yeah. cool. The Vulcan. He was really awesome. And and they they had some you know they did have some really interesting ideas. And and you're right. There were always episodes where you'd see Riker on the you know talking to Janeway or you'd see you know Picard on one end and like it was cool. They kind of try to mix. You know the some ideas, of the stuff, some yeah. of the stuff together. But you had mentioned um, uh, earlier y- you played a lot of video games. What type of games did you play? <laughs> Star Trek Online. Oh, that was there. the main one. Yeah, <laughs> that was where I got to play the Klingon character and go through that storyline. And you know, honestly, that was where I realized, you know, sometimes your enemy is not your enemy. It's true. It's- yeah. Profound, right? <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a, the, I'll, I'll bring it to a, a further point on that. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, the original Twilight Zone, 
Um, <laughs> that's like my favorite show of all time. Um, and they that's did an episode that actually had uh, um, that actually had Leonard Nimoy in it. Um, and it was an episode where they were attacking uh, the uh, America was attacking Japan, and there was in this cave. And the the whole story, the premise was they were like the one of the captains was talking to one of his leading officers. He was like, "Why are we attacking these people in a cave? They're they've been sitting here for twenty days. They're they're just as tired as we are. Why why are we going through?" And and the guy goes, and the leading officer was like, "Well, we have to take care. We have to destroy them. That's what we're we're planning to do." And one and one of the guys, uh, the leading captain, ended up. You know, because it's a Twilight Zone, he ended up going into the body of one of the Japanese soldiers and seeing it from his perspective, from the Japanese soldier's perspective, and he realized they're just as scared and hungry and tired. They don't want to do this. They don't want to kill people. It's just like so. Your whole idea of an enemy is very like, whoa, what does that even mean? You know, like that. Everyone exactly. has everyone has their own things and struggles and strifes they're going through. You know, everyone has their own ideas that they want to, you know, push forward. And it's like, well, who is really the enemy? You know what I mean? It's just the idea of war at that time. People, you know, either you were in it or you weren't. And people at that time, they, they once you were in the military, you were you had to do what your commanding officer said. And it's I think that's what's so interesting about um, Star Trek is the fact that, you know, it is all about the characters. It's all about no matter where you are, like the, the setting, the ship, Space Station, doesn't matter where you are. It's all about the character development and how these characters interact with one another. And I think that's why Star Trek has been such a popular series, a franchise, throughout the many years it's been on. And I feel like people can gravitate towards it. They can relate to the characters. Exactly. And they touch on the the issues of the day. They bring that forward. They show what can happen in the future if everyone worked together it, it's possibilities that was what the show is about it's yeah, about possibilities absolutely and i remember um when the jj abrams because we were talking about you know that kind of being its own separate thing and mm-hmm. i kind of i'm not i do kind of agree with that it was its own separate thing but i do appreciate fans kind of having their own interpretation of the series mm-hmm. and obviously this being its own timeline and all that but it did one of the best things that happened for star trek was it put eyeballs back on star trek again and yeah. made people generations that didn't that missed it they were like hey what is this star trek all about i don't know what this is you know these young kids were like what is this you know so i think that that exactly. helped the franchise well you know what they say i mean people think you know, a lot of people think it's bad but as they say Bad publicity is still good publicity. Yep. So that's where you have to look at it. If you don't like it, that's fine. But if you're really into this franchise and the cosplay and everything, think of what it's doing for you, though, and what it's doing for your groups and clubs and whatever. Absolutely. It's doing a lot of good. So I wanted to ask you about cosplaying in general. Um, what's what was the whole process for you when you wanted to start, you know, cosplaying? Well, I've had to make my uniform and. <laughs> That was a process there. Yeah, I had to decide how I wanted to make my uniform. And, you know, do I want to go TOS, TNG? Do I just want to go, what do I want to do? So I went with uh, Star Trek Online. (laughs) Went with the whole Honor Guard thing. It's not completely Honor Guard. It's a mixture. And then you've got to decide, do you want to wear the ridges? If you don't, you should go TOS. That's the best way to go. Uh, what kind of ridges are you going to wear? How are you going to have them affixed? Are you allergic to latex? 
there's other options if you are. Right. Um, do you get to use adhesives? Do you have the right makeup? Do you know, match your skin color? Are you going to go darker? There's really a lot of decision making you have to go with. And then finding the right material. Um, everybody that starts doing the cosplay, they want it screen accurate. I swear they do. And then you've got to relax a little bit because it is very hard to, to get screen accurate, especially when you get into TNG. TOS is not too bad. TNG is a little harder. Um, and I don't even want to think about discovery right now. I know there's people out there that are starting to, and my hat's off to them. Really, that is a hard, hard thing to do. Um, it is... And then you've got to get, you've got to just jump in and do it because you can sit around and you can think all day, how am I going to put this uniform together? But if you just don't start putting pieces together, you're never going to get it started. And the best thing about these uniforms is they're never done. You're always wanting to add or upgrade or change something out. It's just a, a fashion, either a fashion uh, greatness or a fashion disaster. This depends on how you look at it. Yeah, it's a, it's a continuous idea that you can evolve and change, and uh, it grows with you. And I think that's what's really neat because I know a lot of folks that are very shy and very timid, but when they put their costume on, they kind of feel bigger and brighter and happier and stronger than they really are. And it gives them a, a, a high, like a high, a natural high. Like they feel really good yes. about themselves. It brings presence to them. They, they feel that. That's how I feel. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, and that—that's what's so great about Sci-Fi Barto, as a, as of other uh, conventions, is bringing people together that love, you know, a similar fandom, and to be able to make new friends and just share the experience together is—it's very hard to put into words that feeling of meeting someone else that loves what you love and being able to exactly. have that bond. Yeah. So it's it's for me. I remember the first time I um, went to MegaCon like years ago, like 2006, and I had no idea what it was. I was like, I have no idea what I was getting myself into. So I went there, and there was thousands of people. Like I love Star Wars, and I love Star Trek, and I, I love Twilight Zone. I, I even found people that, that cosplayed Twilight Zone, and I was like, that's the weirdest off the wall at that time. Wow. Yeah, I was like, that's even a – that's like a different – I mean, they're – Hardcore Twilight Zone fans are, I mean, there's a lot of fans that like the show, but to have f hardcore fans that cosplay, that was like a very strange experience for me, going up to somebody and being like, holy crap, you're dressed up like one of the cannabis and to serve man. And I was like, this is the weirdest, crazy, and then we geeked out on it, and it was a really cool experience being able to share that fandom, and I think that's what's so neat, um, especially Sci-Fi Bartow coming um, February 16th. 16th. Uh, it's, and it's going to be outside. It's going to be uh, beautiful weather. Florida's always wonderful at this time of the year. You're not going to have to worry about snow or ice or any of that stuff. Uh, Florida's beautiful, um, and it's pet-friendly. It's family-friendly. It's If we haven't said enough, Deuce, it's free. free. It's totally, absolutely free. Totally free. Come out. Come see your friends. Come see new things that you've never experienced. Go see... Uh, the Klingons. I mean, you guys are gonna have twenty Klingons or so there. Go interact. I mean, that's an awesome experience just to go and interact with you guys. Yes, and we are going to have a chance for everyone to interact with us when we're on stage. We are going to do a historical reenactment of the 
last battle between Molar and Kalesh, and we are going to invite the audience to come up and try to defeat Molar. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So, so you got the interactive experience, hands-on experience. With Batleth. That's that's <laughs> awesome. I mean, that's and that sign your insurance waivers now. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's really fun. It, it it for me, I I it's, I get a smile ear to ear when it comes to events like this, just because it's I I don't have to be I get to be who I really am when I come to these events, and no one really looks at me any different. They're just like you are just like me. You love this stuff, and I think that's what's so great is you don't have to put up a wall that some people put up when they meet new people. You're just like, all right, I I love you. You're my friend already. You're great, you yeah. know. And I think that's a really cool experience. And, and like we said earlier, especially if someone cosplays for the first time and they get to see that experience of someone, because that's got to be a cool high for you. Someone comes up to you and just be like, oh wow, you look amazing. You look fantastic. Can I get a photo like that's got to feel yes. awesome it is a, it's a your head just goes <laughs> which side is my good side <laughs> yeah so i mean that's that's a cool experience you're giving back to the fans and i think that's what's so cool about you know having groups like you guys have and and they're all throughout the world i mean throughout the united states there's someone if you have a fandom that you love there's going to be a group or some sort of society that you can go in and meet and join. And is there a, a Facebook page or a Twitter or a website that you guys have? Um, yes, we have a, a just a, a general group page for things like events and stuff. It's Florida Klingons. It's just a regular Facebook page. Okay. Florida Klingons. You can go on there and check them out and check you out. And uh, is there anything else you want to say before we go? There is. I, I wanted to mention two charities real quick. Sure, absolutely. You're doing. Uh, first one is a uh, Klingon insulting um, event that's going on. Claw is doing. And it's for their charity, Homes for Our Troops. So I guess what they're doing is they're going to go through the, the crowd and they're going to have at the table under the Klingon tent at the end of the day, they'll be there. And you you for a donation they will start doing Klingon insults <laughs> and then there's one that, that the Klingon assault group is doing it is called Klingons Have Vision and it's with the Lions Club we are collecting used uh, prescription glasses and readers and sunglasses and, and we're going to present them to the Lions Club at 5 o'clock on stage Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's going to be awesome. That is going to be awesome. That sounds like so a So I'll time. have a box there as well. If anybody wants to bring any by that they might have in their drawer, they know their friends or neighbors have just them laying around. I know I had like two pairs laying in my drawer. Right. So. Awesome. Anything else you want to add, Deuce? We, uh, no, we thank excited. you so much for your time. Uh, the uh, Central Florida, excuse me, the Heartland Association, Steampunk, club was here earlier and i guess you guys are supposed to have a little bit of a rivalry going at the show am i correct in that are we <laughs> oh oh okay okay maybe maybe, maybe you will maybe, maybe you know is that a surprise it could be <laughs> who knows I, yeah. I know i was going to tap the, the shoulders of the star fleet that's near us okay <laughs> Well, who, who, well, I know we're all for it. Yeah, hey, you know, anything can happen at Sci-Fi Bar. Yeah, I, I, sorry about that. I, th I thought you guys were kind of having a little, uh, in, in just in friendly fun, of, of course, course uh, in friendly fun, a little uh, little bit of a, a, a little, uh, 
I don't I don't know the best way to put it a, a poking match if you yeah, will or yeah. a a little bit of tit for tat if you yeah, will yeah exactly just kind of uh just if for freaking tell them bring it on yeah, yeah exactly. there you go you are ready now exactly. is is any of the other Star Trek clubs that you know of that are going to be there as well I know you're with the of course with the Klingons but is the, is any of the other Star Trek groups going to be there that you know of there is there's oh I cannot remember if it's Delta Force or the I can't remember which Klinga or which Federation is going to be there. I my apologize, uh, but I do know the the captain, the CEO of the ship that's going okay. to be there, and we're going to have great fun with her oh, <laughs> and <nice>. her crew. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, they usually have a booth there, and they have uh, they actually have a really really cool cornhole set that they usually bring every year with like the Federation logo and stuff right. on it. And they usually have that going, and they, they have sign-ups, and, you know, they're always looking for new people. And since, you know, we're sharing the Star Trek love, I figured I'd throw them a little love, too, because, you know, I know you guys, even though you're the Klingons and they're the Federation, you guys all have fun together. Yes, we do. We have a lot of fun with them. And and it's it's great, because we do that, and then other people see it. And we're like, oh, it's, it's not on the screen anymore. It's on the street. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the fun part because, and that's one of the big reasons we wanted to have you on before Sci-Fi Bartow because you were the only person we invited on pre-Sci-Fi Bartow that was not of the steampunk contingent. And we oh. wanted to let the fans know and uh, the people going know that other fandoms will be represented. Star Wars is going to be represented. You guys yes. with Star Trek, Firefly, Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Yep. Uh, you know, you name a fandom, uh, Harry Potter, right. uh, you name a fandom, it's going to be represented there. So, because I, and I, I'm going to tiptoe around this and try and be as careful as possible. I know a couple of people that when they said it was going to be steampunk, they were like, oh, okay. Because steampunk wasn't their favorite. And you know, that's totally cool. Like not every fandom is somebody's bag. Like some people really like Harry Potter and that's their fandom, but they don't enjoy Star Trek or Star Wars as much, or maybe you're a huge Star Wars fan and steampunk isn't your bag, or vice versa, and that's totally cool. And what we wanted to let everybody know is all the different fandoms are going to be represented. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to have a good time. Right. It, you get to experience something new. Like me, I am, I am not well-versed in steampunk. I'll be the first one to admit it. But I'm excited to learn, and so far all the steampunk people we have been on have been so nice and so gracious and and so glad to come on the number one podcast in Polk County and really yes. just in, enjoyed the experience. And I'm excited to learn more about steampunk. And who knows? I might find a new favorite fandom at this event, and who, it may be steampunk. Who knows? That's what's so, so great about this event is it, it just it, it lifts up and glorifies all types of fandoms, and everyone is everyone gets a chance to shine in the spotlight. So I think that's what's really neat. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we head out? And you got your event, your charity stuff you're talking about, spring uh, glasses. If you have any, like you said, you had a couple in your drawer. I know I got some of my, uh, some of my house. So you've I'm got sure that you going. guys will be taking cash donations as well, correct? I will have that for cash because it'll okay. go directly to the captain of Lions at the end of the day at five o'clock. Awesome. It'll be on stage so everyone can see it. Awesome. So if somebody wants to donate cash, I'll have a little pocket. And it'll go right with the glasses to the captain awesome, during the terrific. presentation. There is one thing, though. Sure. If you want to get a, your own set of ridges, there's going to be a dealer's table. And they're oh. going to sell four different types of ridges. Oh, uh, latex and dragon skin. And, of course, Klinsoff boards. Have you ever played Klinsoff? 
N- no, I have not. No, have I'm guessing that's a Klingon game. Yes, it guess. is. It's okay. a Klingon chess game. It's, okay. it's awesome. Oh, wow. Well, those will be there, too. You can check them out. I'm also going to have the game being played. Oh, awesome. So if you get a chance to walk around and come on by and see Klingon action, it's like watching a chess game, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll have those there for sale, and they'll also have uh, various Klingon weapons, which we'll also have display at our table. But they'll have some batlets and a few other things, perhaps even disruptors okay. that you would be able to purchase at this table. Awesome. So, go so look for go, the Klingon stuff. Absolutely. Go yeah. check it out. Christine, you've been wonderful. You've been amazing. We're looking forward to seeing you guys and gals and everyone just all dressed up in the Klingons, being there in a force, in a group, and seeing what you do. And we just thank you so much for joining us on the Happy Hour thank- with Johnny and Deuce. Well, thank you for having me. It has been a pleasure. Awesome, and we're looking forward to it. Go see her. Go see the Klingons. Go see Steampunk. Go see Star Wars. Go see Doctor Who. Whatever you love, go February 16th. It's going to be from 11 to 6 p.m. You can see everything you can. Go check out the different vendors that are going to be there. Go support the local businesses. Check out the restaurants. Don't forget Friday night, the Friday Fest, starting at 6 with DJ Vlad. That's the official kickoff party for Sci-Fi Bartow. Also, uh, Bartow's got a couple really nice hotels. They do, yeah. And they've got, uh, word on the street, is some really good room rates for that weekend. So yep. get your room, stay for the weekend, enjoy downtown Bartow. And how do they find you on the internet? Um, they can either check out the Florida Klingons in the Facebook page, or they can check out the Klingon Assault Group is also on Facebook. They want to look at that. Um if you want to get a hold of Claw and the other groups, it'll be on Florida Klingons page. You can get a hold of them as well. Awesome. Definitely go check it out. Deuce, how do people find us on the internet? You can find us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. You can find us on soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast. And that is where you can find all of our past episodes so go back and listen you can hear all the amazing steampunk people we've had on talking about sci-fi bartow wrestlers you name it there's probably an episode for you there also you can find us on twitter machine at hh podcast show and also hit us up at gmail hh podcast show at gmail.com also don't forget to send us your questions for buck the mega buck from retro game treasures we're going to be going back to the compound very very soon and when we do that, we want to bring them a bunch of retro game questions. So we want to get that from you guys. And of course, when you're on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags. Hashtag Happy Hour Podcast. Hashtag HH Podcast Show. And hashtag Deuces, Deuces on, on the, the loose. loose. Later. Bye.